Welcome back to Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. We uh, hope everybody's having a good week since we last talked to you. Um, as always, I am Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre. Um, we have been talking all off season, all summer long here, and finally now it's like Christmas Eve and we got the NBA regular season, <laughs> you know, fastly approaching here as the, the regular season returns on Tuesday, October 24th with a sweet TNT doubleheader. Um, I can't wait for it. I can't wait to get started and get into the regular season finally again. Yeah. And for fantasy, man, this is going to be a huge weekend. A lot of people doing their drafts, us included. Yep. It's going to be so much fun. Cannot wait. No, it's going to be great. All the all the homework and work and see if our, you know your picks and your rankings work out well. Uh, it's the best. Let's see how it all comes together here. Um, exactly. So we've got a pretty sweet podcast ahead of us here. Um, we've got our first things. Uh, quick WNBA update with some rather important news in there. Um, we got your news and notes. Um, let's see. And then we're going to go over our late round targets, sleepers, and then we'll wrap it up with the second half of the show will be mock draft 2.0. So, um, just a couple things, um, at the top here before we jump into things. Um, I listened in the other day, um, as Menace Podman to the Roto World NBC Sports Fantasy Basketball Live chat. They do it yes. like weekly and they take some mailbag stuff and, Take questions, really good stuff. Uh, Noah Rubin and Zach Hanshu, um, always nice to hear what they're thinking, their thoughts on stuff. Um, and other good dudes, fantasy, yeah, the great dudes and other fantasy basketballs ballers are you know talking about too and what questions they're asking. So, um, of course, we've always wanted to do something like that. So, if anybody has questions or you know, we'd love to do a mailbag episode, but uh, um, you can put those questions and send them to us um, at Twitter or on X at Menace Podman. Um, and actually they took one of our questions, um, regarding punting and gave us a little shout out. So, so we appreciate them. So just wanted to give them a shout out as well on our podcast. So uh, absolutely. And quite frankly, if they ever want to do any kind of cross promotional stuff, um, it's out there. Yeah, nope. We're totally in for it. And, uh, I was actually talking to my wife the other day about it and I was like, I just thinking about the fantasy basketball community, especially like podcasts and Twitter and, and things like that it is such a good community. Like they all just kind of work together. They have all their mock drafts. Nobody's really against each other and everybody listens to everybody other stuff. Kind of, it's just, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, spot to be in as far as. Yeah. And I mean, clearly we all have the same interests. So, I mean, what better than to get everybody together and just have a good long conversation and have some fun and get ready for the season. Exactly. All right. So where was I at? Oh, I just, as far as errors, I had to clarify um, last week, I said Justin Champagny and not Julian Champagny. So his brother, um, I misspoke when I was talking about them. I yeah, wanted to use I that drop. I completely missed that too. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to use the drop so a bad. Few times. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I caught it. a great it. drop. Yeah. It is a fantastic drop. You know, let's use it one more time. Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> to use it. So, uh, Anyways, let's get started with our first things. Name on your paper, first thing. So, uh, I, actually, you mentioned it. There was the Swimming in a Sea of Ma- Natalie Portman's episode. Um, we had a little feature on artists uh, out of Canada, the Canadian artist, uh, Samantha Woge. Um, she was great the one episode. that was... Yeah, it was a great episode, and she was the one. Um, if you if you didn't listen to it, uh, she was on Twitter, and she's all over, and she basically drew 
portraits of uh, NBA players like with a basketball, just with ink. It was probably one of the most amazing things I've seen for yeah. a long time. Incredible. So that was pretty cool. And uh, this week I saw this guy. I don't think I know how to pronounce his name. He is on Instagram at E-D-U-W-O-E-S. Um, but his full name is Edwardi Sokolakian, if I pronounce that correctly. Not exactly sure um, where he hails from. But he does all these drawings where they're like, I think, three pencils I don't even know what I would call it simultaneously. Exactly. And they're like connected to his stick and he draws like, sometimes he draws one combined photo. And the one that we, I saw recently that I uh, retweeted on our Twitter um, was him drawing Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James all at the same time. It's incredible to watch um, and see there's, he's got a clock in the background too. Shows how much time it takes. It's incredible. I don't know how people discover these talents, but <laughs> it's uh, awesome. So so go check it out. Um, so that was the first thing. Second, first thing I had, this one is just, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, we're dads. We love being dads. So um, there's the thing NBA yes, put out these little emails. Um, they, they send them. If you sign up for them, just a little synopsis of like the week and things that are happening. And they had a little thing where they're talking about Jason Tatum and what it's like, you know, being a dad and being in the NBA and whatnot. Deuce. Um, yeah. Jason Tatum. And he, uh, <laughs> he's just an awesome dude. My son loves him. I love him. I think he's, he's one of my favorite players right now. Um, but he was and just his talk- son is just adorable. He is. He's super cute. Uh, and he was talking about how, you know, having him and how he misses out on stuff and during the NBA season and thing. But he said, uh, just uh, like the summertime is actually more hectic for him being a dad because of all the other things he has to do. Whereas during the season, everything's kind of scheduled out and they know how to plan things. So I thought that was an interesting comment. And then uh, yeah. uh, he talks about, you know, waking up early um, and getting Deuce ready for school and, you know, getting them dressed. And then he just said, regardless of my responsibilities for the day, I know how important it is to him for him, for Jason Tatum to take his son to school. And then he just said, you know, being a dad is the most important thing to me. So, you know, no matter what the schedule is, he finds time to spend with his son and some of his favorite memories comes from the car rides and driving him to school and stuff. So absolutely. It's just fun. I, I like the little article they had there and, and him just talking about his son and it, that's it. Just if you're a dad, be a dad, enjoy it, be present and love it. It's awesome. <laughs> yep. Especially while they're young. Because it goes fast. <laughs> it goes fast and it really sets the tone, you know, for the rest of their life. They know that they've got you there as the father figure. You know, you're always there for them and you're showing them that, you know, we're in this together. Exactly. All right. So that's kind of really all I had as far as just some first things. I did have some other quick topics to just bring up real quick. Uh, one thing was I, I didn't know how serious this was or where this came from, but Reebok had made a, you know, Shaq, the, what is he, the president of basketball yeah. or something? That, yeah. President yeah. of something. Actually, no, president of basketball is his title. Yeah. Um, and then Allen Iverson, vice president. Correct. Allen Iverson. And at first I thought that was just, you know, some fake thing <laughs> that I was reading online, some fake news, but uh turns out, no, that's totally true. And um, 
Um, basically, Shaq it's is a great leading, move. It is a fantastic move. Shaq's leading the the strategy partnerships and relationships with athletes and organizations um, in order to expand the Reebok um, brand. And I actually found out so Shaq was the first. Yeah, I believe his first sorry his first signature shoe was the Shaq Attack series in 1992, which was a Reebok shoe. Um, yep. Obviously, Allen Iverson uh, is kind of the they call him the founding father of Reebok bas- basketball. So yeah, he had no a, question. Yeah, big impact there. But um, I had learned that he also so he was in with Reebok and then he actually left because uh, he I think he talks about this on a, a podcast or something, but he. He parted ways with the shoe company after an incident where he was confronted by a woman when he was leaving the Orlando Magic facility after a practice. Um, And she basically was saying she accused him of overcharging young fans to buy shoes and was asking, you know, why why aren't they more affordable? And he was like, she's right. (laughs) So he took action. And that's that's why he ended up leaving Reebok, actually. But uh, it was an interesting story. But nonetheless, what I was trying to get at was they actually added, um, uh, gave an NIL deal to uh, LSU basketball star Angel Reese. Um, so that was a great, great move by him, especially. And uh, she'll be a great addition to the team. So, Yeah, just a, a very bold move, but, you know, a very good move to just show just how important it is now that we're including women. And we see all these WNBA players coming out with their shoes. And we've, we've talked all about how, NBA players are, you know, supporting that and, and wearing the shoes. And, you know, it's just, it's great to see that we're, we're bringing the whole community together in this. And um, that's where we need moving to be Moving the community. Yeah. We're moving the community <laughs> and that's where we need to be as a society. We need to be together as one. And uh, I love it. No, nope. it's a great move. Completely agreed. Well said. Um, other Shoe news. Well, while we're talking about shoes here, um, Skechers actually there was news recently that they signed Julius Randle and uh, Terrence Mann, um, of all people, to a shoe deal. And actually, just today, as we're recording this here on October 18th, um, there's news that they're signing Joel Embiid to a a shoe deal with Skechers. So yeah, I saw that they want to make him kind of the face of their whole franchise, and yeah, uh, yeah that'd be a smart move. I mean. MVP. Yeah. So the shoe wars are heating up and it's going to get pretty crazy. But also, as we were talking about Angel Reese and uh, women basketball players, let me get the update in here real quick before we get the uh, news and notes. Here's the update. Um, So WNBA, quick news. Obviously, um, Las Vegas is up two games to one in the WNBA finals. Wednesday, October 18th is game four and obviously <laughs> huge, huge injuries um, impacting that series now. Um, and I, I don't know how this series is going to turn out. I'm kind of hoping that uh, Las Vegas just finishes it off. So if New York comes back, there's no asterisk next to it. Yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. You know, I picked New York to win, but I was basing that on the assumption that everybody would be healthy. And so for this to happen and for New York to come back and then take the series, it would definitely be, um, you know, very much a, an asterisk type of situation. Um, not good. So, you know, hopefully we can, we can see, um, 
you know. And I guess I should clarify Chelsea Gray. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know Chelsea Gray, uh, left foot injury. So it doesn't yeah. look good. She's on little, you know, legs all up. Yeah, I wouldn't be stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if, if she's done, but um hopefully she can somehow make it back. Um and and then like we said, if if not, you know, hopefully Vegas can still find a way to pull it out because they've already built up such an impressive lead and you know they looked so dominant those first two games it would it would be uh, a real tough loss to you know turn around and lose the series so we'll have to see um i mean the liberty are great they're a great team we talked all about everything that they accomplished during the regular season and um that's all well deserved well justified but you know so far in this series um the aces have owned it and yeah for an injury to you know, completely set them off course. That would be very devastating. So hopefully for them, they can come back, but we'll see how it plays out. Precisely. Also uh, with Chelsea Gray, Kia Stokes is also out for game four. So that makes an impact as well. I've seen stories that people have been talking about, you know, maybe Candace Parker can play or something, but uh, I don't, be, I don't know. That'd be awesome. It would be cool. I, I don't know if that's a possibility or not. I don't but, think it is a possibility, yeah, but if it, so. did, if it, if it was, that'd be really cool. Exactly. Um, other WNBA news. Uh, WNBA great. Teresa Witherspoon was hired um, as a head coach uh, for the Chicago sky. Um She's awesome. Totally deserves it. Um, that's yeah, a great good fit hire. there. Um, she was obviously a star with the New York Liberty when she was playing um, defensive player of the year, brought them to, I think like four WNBA finals or something like that. So um, that was pretty cool. Um, also, actually I'm going to go out of order here, but uh, the all WNBA teams were announced as well. Nothing a surprise at all, but uh, I was very happy to see uh, our girl, Satu Savali <laughs> on the first team. Yeah. So well, well deserved. deserved. Yes, very well deserved. Carried she... my fantasy team this year. <laughs> I thought she might slide down to second team, and I was very happy that she was on first. So yep. Um, so that there. And then staying on the coaching thing, um, obviously there's been some talk here. Um, so Phoenix Mercury hired uh Nate Tibbetts, a longtime assistant in the NBA for yep. the Cavaliers, uh, Trailblazers. And most recently he was with the Orlando magic. Um, also I, just earlier this year, uh, Phoenix, I hope I pronounced this right, but the Phoenix, uh, hired as a GM, Nick Uren from the golden state warriors. <laughs> Every time I see that name, I'm like, that's so unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> it just looks like it says urine, but exactly. I mean, I mean, poor guy, but whatever he's doing all right. So I just want to make sure I pronounce it. Right. Um, so uh, basically, you know, Phoenix is making moves is basically all I wanted to get at, but there, there was huge controversy here about, you know, guys having white privilege, um, and things like that. And I, I don't know what to say about it. I see both sides of the story. I just want mm-hmm. to say that yeah. our guy, um, uh, Matt Ishbia, I, I see the side where he's just doing everything to win. The man just wants to win. We've seen everything he's been doing. Everything he's been investing is, you know, improving facilities, a hundred million dollar facilities he's putting together. He's, uh, you know, getting Bradley Beal and every star player he can on that team to try and win. Um, and, and making moves in the in front offices offices and things as well. So I feel like he just wants to win and he feels like an NBA tested assistant coach. 
um, yeah. would be great probably to lead his WNBA team. However, I do see the other side of it where the best place, uh, best opportunity you have to hire a women, a woman as a, you know, head coach would be for your WNBA team. So I kind of feel like he missed the mark here a little bit. He's been doing everything great so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was probably a little off on that hiring, but I think I know where his head was. So I, I guess I'm not going to take sides there, but I, I see everybody's side. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the exact same way. In fact, this reminds me a lot of when Steve Nash got hired as coach of the Nets and, you know, they talked all about how he bypassed the whole going through um, as an assistant coach and building up that, you know, kind of like coaching equity, so to speak. Um, Yeah. It it reminds me a lot of that, but at, at the end of the day, these hirings all come down to results, you know, and if it turns out, that, you know, this is the coaching hire that puts them over the top, then at the end of the day, nobody can really question it. Um, but until that happens, um, like you said, there's there's going to be two sides to it, you know, and, and you're going to have different um, opinions on each side um, and, and probably justified for those. So, um, you know, we'll just have to kind of see at this point how it plays out. But, um, yeah, I definitely see both sides. Um, I agree with you. I think they could have, you know, probably – gone a different direction but you know if this works out can't really argue it so we'll see what happens correct and i I guess i should acknowledge too i do i'm not naive to the fact that that does happen though i just don't think that's where matt ishbia's head was at that's all yeah and clearly uh, yeah ishbia's trying to win you know he's he he's a competitive guy in case anybody can't tell (laughs) we talked all about how you know when he first took over and you know his press conference you could just watch the guy and you could see you know he's not out here to just do racist stuff or, or make bold hirings and bold moves for attention or anything like that. He's trying to win. So, um, but we'll have to see, you know, if, if, if it doesn't pan out, he will get a lot of criticism and, you know, he might have to make a change, but we'll see. This is true. All right. So yeah, I think that covers everything as far as WNBA stuff I had real quick. Just wanted to get that before we switch over to uh, the NBA side of things. And I think you've got some news and notes. Yeah. And I hate to segue here, but you know, we're going to get into Kevin Porter Jr. um, Who unfortunately has a past history of involving himself um, physically. Yeah, we we made our thoughts known on him though. Yeah, we don't need to dive into that again. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we don't need to get into any of that. He was with the Houston Rockets and the, he was basically banned from the team. Uh, they basically told him you're either going to get traded or just flat right, flat out waived. Um, well, they did wind up trading him along with two future second round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, who immediately waived KPJ. Uh, so he's now a free agent and I don't know that he's ever going to play in the NBA again. Right, we'll have to so. see. Um, like you said, there's a chance he could wind up with a team like Charlotte. <laughs> He'd probably be a good fit there. And in yeah. fact, if anything happens to LaMelo Ball, wouldn't surprise me in the least if they went ahead and signed him and just said, screw it. Let's get all the convicts. Let's get all the, you know, yeah, criminals together. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. Yeah, All kidding aside. Um, so he he's no longer in the NBA. We'll see if he makes a comeback or not. Um, Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl go to Houston. They go to the Rockets. And we were talking off air um, about how there was criticism for this trade. And for me, 
for Houston, I mean, you get two players that could have value. I mean, we've talked all about Oladipo. He's a good player when he's healthy. And so, you know, they've got a chance to kind of sit on him and give him an opportunity to maybe come back and try to play at some point. And if it doesn't work out, you're not really losing too much. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a solid big man and a guy who's, you know, at times shown a lot of value and he is a younger player. So, you know, why not take a chance on a guy like that, especially when you're a team that's, you know, trying to compete now, you know, they're spending money, they're going for it. They're trying to get to that next step. They want to be a playoff team. They want to be a contender and, you know, you got to make some bold moves sometimes. So, um, I really like the trade for them. And of course for the thunder, they just, they get more picks. <laughs> That's all they care about is getting those draft picks, but it's a smart move. I mean, they yeah. already have, we've talked all about the thunders, you know, kind of nucleus, their core. Um, those guys aren't going anywhere. And now you're just surrounding them with all these other draft picks that they can either use or turn around and move for veteran guys. If they feel like they want to go in that direction. So they've got a lot of flexibility I think it's a good trade for both teams. Makes a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, I think there were. I think I saw a tweet. It was probably Spot Trek or something that broke down some some salary parts of that whole thing too, which is beyond me. I never understand those completely unless it's a cut and yeah. dry. But so there were more pieces to that too that um, you know worked things out. But yeah, um, but in any case, I mean, just you know, both teams got something out of it, so uh, it makes sense. No. Um, We'll stick with the Thunder here. Uh, I've got some injury news on a, on a handful of players. Uh, we'll start first with Jalen Williams. Now, this is the reserve big man on the Thunder. So this is J-A-Y-L-I-N yeah, Williams. Not, not your fifth or sixth round draft pick. Exactly. Not the one that's getting drafted <laughs> in fantasy drafts. Um, yeah. This Jalen Williams has a hamstring strain and is going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks. So, uh, unfortunately, he's going to miss the start of the NBA season. Um, and yeah, so between him going down and Robinson Earl being shipped out, uh, plus we've talked about their injuries already. Um, Pokushevsky's out. Um, so they're pretty thin at this point up front. So they're going to be relying a ton on our guy, Chet Holmgren. He's going to have to stay healthy. He's going to have to be ready to go. And I think Davis Bertans is a guy to just kind of keep an eye on just to see what happens here with this rotation. He's a guy that's had fantasy value in the past. It's been a long time now. It's been several seasons, but um, we've talked about his ability to get hot from, from downtown. And, you know, once he starts going, you know, he's a flamethrower. He can hit, you know, I like a it. handful that's, of threes a game. That's a really good nugget of information. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. That. <laughs> so uh, just, you know, kind of keep that in mind. Just kind of watch this team, you know, watch the rotation. Um they're, they're going to be relying heavily on those starters. So uh, anybody playing DFS, you know, now's a good time to load up on those guys, you know, and just kind of watch and see how this thing shakes out. Um, Jaden McDaniels of the Minnesota Timberwolves has a left calf strain. He's going to be reevaluated in seven to 10 days. Um, so he's probably going to miss the first maybe game or two, I'm thinking, of the regular season. Uh, but once he comes back, I do expect him to be in the starting lineup for them. Um, until then, you know, I think a guy like Kyle Anderson could have some short-term value. So if you're playing DFS or if you're just looking to pick somebody up, maybe after your draft to replace an injured player or something like that, he could be a short-term guy to look at. 
Um, and we've talked before about Anderson. He's a guy that has low end value. He's not a high usage guy, but he does do a lot, you know, kind of across the board. Um, so, you know, anybody playing season long, especially nine cat, he's going to have some at least short term value with potential long term value moving forward, depending on, you know, the health and availability of Minnesota's other players. Um, here's another team we've talked a lot about the Pelicans. Uh, we have another injury to them. Najee Marshall, Najee Marshall has a bruised right knee. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. So none of their like core starters or anything yet, but <laughs> yet, uh, yet. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Zion's looked really good in preseason. He had another good game last night, um, yep. October 17th, um, and minimal playing time. So, you know, the, the people are going to reach for him. And, you know, we saw at the beginning of last year when he's healthy, not only is he a really good player, but he makes that team a dangerous threat in the West. Yeah. Um, but I, we, I went back and listened to our podcast when we started doing this. Oh, we I remember. Talk, we were talking about New Orleans being We the were both saying, seat. yeah, could this be it? Could this yeah. be it? And a lot of other people were saying it too. And then yep. everything fell apart. So just, you know, keep keep a close eye on the Literally whole situation. Literally Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, some of their other guys that we've talked about who are hurt are starting to make their way back. Um, a lot of them are kind of day to day at this point. So, you know, we'll have to kind of just watch and see how it all shakes out. Um, I do think that like the guys that we've talked about in the past, like kind of their starters, they all have fantasy value. They're all worth drafting. Just if you draft them, you got to be careful. Don't reach too far for them and understand that you have to have a backup plan ready to go for if, and when something does happen. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Johnny Davis of the Wizards, he has a left elbow sprain, and he's expected to miss one to two weeks. So uh, Washington's another team that has um, a few guys kind of emerging here on the injured list. Another guy they have out is Anthony Gill. He has a left hamstring strain. He's out two to four weeks. So they're getting a little low in terms of their depth chart. So uh, we've talked about the Wizards. You know, they're rebuilding. Um, their starters are going to have a lot more value this year coming into the season. Uh, people are going to be high on guys like Kuzma, Jordan Poole, um, Tyus Jones. Um, but just know that like there's going to be ups and downs with that entire team. And at any point they could start pulling the plug on people, especially if they come out and suck early. Um, they're all going to be shut down risks. If you're doing head to head, be real yep. careful. Yep. Um, and your season's early. We've talked all about that. And if you're going to have these guys that are on bad teams, just be aware of the fact that they could get pulled at any time. That's where a lot of people are jumping on. Uh, oh, geez, I'm going blank now. What's his name? The other French dude, uh, rookie they just got. He's in Washington, right? Um, cool. Cool Bali or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So a lot of people are jumping on his bandwagon right now. Yeah, um, I I would not be drafting him. I, he's a guy that just keep a close, you know, put him on your watch list. Yep, and just kind of check it out. See how I he actually have early. no idea if I pronounced that correctly. I don't think I've heard his name um, said on anything that I've watched yet. So, <laughs> no, me neither. Um, and he's still, you know, do that research. 
and, and here's the other thing. They still have, for as many injuries as they have right now, they still have a huge depth chart. Um, guys like Danilo Gallinari, who, who yeah. survived as of now, has survived training camp and sounds like he's going to be with the team and in the rotation, and he's looked halfway decent. Um, they've still got guys like Corey Kispert, uh, Denny Avdija, um, Landry Shamit, whenever he's back. JJ Redick uh, loved Corey Kispert. I think I talked about that. Maybe I didn't yeah. talk about that. I can't remember. Um, but he was talking about it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago how much he thinks he will be a great, successful player in the NBA. Yeah, and they still have a ton of guards too. Um, they've still got DeLon Wright. I know there was uh, some trade talk involving him, but as of now, he's there. So, you know, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But um, yeah, just keep an eye on pretty much everybody on that team and you know, if anybody comes out hot early, you know, don't hesitate to maybe pick them up, but uh, just be careful of who you're dropping in that process. Yeah. The wizards are, might have to uh, have a couple tricks up their sleeves and, uh, you know, pull off some magic. Some wizardry. <laughs> that's where I was going with that, but yeah, whatever. Trickery. That's, my dad uh, that's all I got for the my news. dad joke. My dad joke of the pod. <laughs> I love it. That's all I got. My brother. <laughs> And yeah, I think you mentioned before we started, you're like, yeah, should we talk about James Harden? And we're like, no, not really. Um, yeah, he's just not showing up anywhere. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so today is October 18th. He was supposed to practice today in order to ramp up to play tomorrow on the 19th, but he did not show up to practice today on the 18th. And yeah. we don't know what the hell he's doing. So anybody drafting this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a good call. We he's, know he's doing that. He's too um, busy. Yeah. Whining. We've talked all about it. I mean, just if you're going to draft him, just proceed with caution, obviously. And it sucks. You know, we're, we're all going into our, our drafts this weekend and yeah, I, I, me personally, I think you still leave them on your draft board, probably bump them down a little bit, bump up some of the guys, some of the other guys on the Sixers and, you know, just hope for the best. But you know, I think at some point and probably in that like 30 to 40 range is probably where you take Harden as of now, you know, anything could change. We could get another update. Um, but as of now, I've got him kind of like in that, you know, I'm eyeing him in the, like the 30 to 40 range where that's the point where it's like, all right, you take the upside, you hope for the best and be in a fantasy league where you have the flexibility to put guys like that either on il or waivers so that you don't have to just sit there and take l's take zeros you can you know stash them and you know either stream or pick someone up that you want to try to keep for a little while but have that flexibility Uh, but yeah that's where you got to know your league you know if you're in a league that doesn't offer that kind of flexibility um then you know you probably push them down a little further on your board and maybe think twice about taking a guy like that with such risk I was going to say for myself personally, I remember um, the last podcast episode I talked about, he's on my basically do not draft list. Yeah. And you had mentioned, you're like, yeah, it's, you know, maybe you would still like, you would still have him on your list. You just have him in the appropriate spot. Um, so if I think about it logically in my head, probably you were talking about, what'd you say range like 35, 40 or something like that? Yeah. Um, I'd probably be at that spot. And I think mentally I'd be able to decide to do it around there because the first three rounds, I think, There'd be guys that I'm like, I have to have this guy. I have to have this yes. guy. I have to have this guy. And get safer I, guys before him. Yeah. When I get to the point where I'm thinking, 
hmm, do I, I mean, I'm questioning what pick I'm going to make. That's probably where James Harden comes into a factor. Where so, you take that plunge. Exactly. So, so that's there. All right. Um, yeah, enough James Harden. We won't talk about that any longer. Yep. Um, yeah. So the last thing I wanted to do, um, I think we both had just a small list of kind of late round. Well, basically last, last week we did our, our top 60 guys, right? We ranked. Um, so I didn't want to go through all of our next 60 ranked guys. So I, I figured we would just go through some late round targets we're looking at, maybe some sleepers, however you want to define them as sleepers, just, you know, yeah, getting higher completely... value than where you trade them or where you pick them. And then, uh, and if you have any busts in mind that you think might bust, I have a small list of those. As Full well. transparency. I completely forgot to prepare for this. So I'm doing this on the fly. Um, oh. yeah, so, but we'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say here, I'll start with, Go for it. I have a list here and maybe it'll jog yeah, some let's things do it. if you want to add some more. Yep. So basically when I'm looking at sleepers, I think probably a little more, lot. well, there's, there's certain names that just jump out to me that I'm like, oh, personally, I just think they're going to have a better year than their ADP shows or, you know, is looking right now. Yep. Um, the other thing I take into consideration is basically the team in a whole, if the team, I don't think they have their shit together. I usually, that's not a guy that I'm going to be like, Hey, that's a sleeper. That's a, you know, yeah. Like we just talked about, yeah. Wizards, um, you know, just teams like that. You just gotta, you gotta know Detroit, Charlotte, Portland. Those are three teams I can come to mind too. Teams that, um, could, could lose early and kind of just start to torpedo and, and, you know, just give up. And then once they get desperate, they, they just start, you know, shutting people down and, you know, trying different things and pulling people and yeah, yeah doing yeah, all kinds a, of weird stuff with the rotations. So you just gotta yeah. always be mindful of that. Yeah. As far as like sleepers concerned with those though, I think they like get picked up, you know, it changes during the year. So even if you draft somebody early, they're not going to be a sleeper in the first half of the year. Most likely it might be more of the second half. So I kind yeah. of avoid no, those um, other teams, but the teams I'm really looking at too are the teams that, in my mind got worse because I think if they got worse then they're going to have like lost pieces. Those are the teams that are going to need people to step up or do more or produce more. To me, yeah. those are teams like the 76ers. If they lose James Harden, yep. <laughs> uh, Miami heat lost Max Strews, Gabe Vincent. Uh, they just, I mean, their depth is gone. So I think their starters are going to be yeah, huge. We talked all about it. And then uh, I think Toronto Raptors to me, you know, lost a lot with Van yeah. Fleet and some other people. So they've got some holes to fill. So those are the guys that, Guys on those teams are the guys I'm looking at. The teams that got better, Boston, Milwaukee, OKC, San Antonio, Indiana, uh, the Clippers could get better maybe if Harden goes there. So those are the teams that I think would maybe lose a little bit. So I kind of avoid those for sleepers. Anyways, for my lower half, guys that I really like, no order whatsoever here, Tyler Hero. Love Tyler Hero. I think he's made great improvements. I just talked about how Miami has lost people. He steps up. I think his game steps up right now. He's at ADP um, like 75 or so. Um, I think he has the potential to finish just outside the top 50, maybe like 55, just bottom 50 at, at the worst and going up 10 spots. That's like, you know, a round steal right there. So yeah. I think and nine cat last season, he finished uh 79th overall per game. So that was across 67 games. No. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean, he's he's on that like upward trajectory. So um, they're going to need him. Like you said, they didn't get any other depth. And as long as he's healthy, um, sky's the limit with him. So yeah, I think that's a really good call. 
he's a guy that, you know, you could definitely get mid round um, and a guy that you should target because again, you know, we talked about the necessity for guards and guard depth in fantasy this year. Um, so yeah, I like that call a lot. And Miami's a team to just kind of keep an eye on um, if they do make a trade, obviously, or if they wind up picking somebody up, you know, that could change things a little bit, but you know, you got to think that they're going to be resting guys more like Butler and some of their other older guys, Lowry, Kevin Love, guys like that, before they start resting a Tyler Hero or Bam Adebayo. And and really, like, Bam and Hero are the guys that should be playing more and should be continuing their development and their growth and taking that next step toward making them, you know, a, a continued contender. Um and the success that they've had, you know, we talked about how they went from an eight seed all the way to the finals again. Yeah. And yeah, you know, the, the sky's the limit for, for Tyler hero and for that team, but they definitely don't have a lot of depth right now. So they're going to be counting on him and yeah, that's a good call. Correct. And then staying on the Miami um, train, maybe not somebody I draft, but somebody I, is definitely on my radar would be Caleb Martin, just for all the same reasons we just said, so he could be used. Um, just moving on quick from there, Derek White. You've I know you love him. Love I, him. I I consider him a sleeper just because I think right now, um, ADP wise, he's looking like eighty, late seventies. Um, I think again he could be you know an, an upper sixties uh, or lower sixties. Sorry, upper fifties maybe if it all works out right. I think the starting lineup they put together the other day, uh, where Mozilla said you know playing the minutes um he was the starter l horford came off the bench yeah um, and and i think that's the lineup that we're gonna see a I lot of so this too. beginning of the year and he looked great i mean he fits in and he's gonna he's gonna put up stats he's gonna put up numbers definitely in that lineup yeah and the other thing too uh we've talked all about his value across nine categories he does so much on both ends of the floor um he's a low turnover guy he just does a little bit of everything but also the durability he played in 82 games last season. So, um, yeah, he's a guy that I've always really um, targeted for my drafts. And, um, you know, again, another guard. So um, yeah. can't stress that enough. I, I do agree with you. I think he's kind of dropped a little bit recently, especially with the Drew Holiday trade. Mm-hmm. Um, now that he's not going to be the point guard, he's going to basically be playing more off ball again. Um, but he can do both, you know, and, if anything happens to holiday or if he takes any games off or anything like that, that's just going to be even more usage there. So um, yeah, I think Derek white, he's a guy we've talked all about him all summer, all off season. He's definitely a favorite on this podcast and uh, yeah, he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be looking at. Yeah. I, th- I think people are looking at it. Like you just said, they got Drew holiday. So he's going to take a step down. I just don't see it. I just don't think he will. I think he's still going to produce. Um, at, at least what he did last year. I don't think he's going to go down and that makes him a steal to me if people are drafting him later. So, yep. um, so that's great. Uh, the other two guys, these next two guys, I know you love them both Clint Capella and Okong Wu. Um, I think they're both based on ADPs around high eighties, 90 or so. Um, I think the problem is, I think we've talked about this in the past too. You've talked about it, which one, right? <laughs> yeah is it's it gonna a, be one or the other so. yeah it's really tough you know Capella's a guy that falls a lot in drafts and I get it like he's injury prone he only played 65 games last season um, he is getting a little bit older now 
and his game's just kind of boring. But if you look at him across nine categories last year per game, he finished 41 overall. Um, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, we've talked about how, yeah, there are a lot of centers available in the draft, but like you got to take them. Um, you need them. And Capella's a guy that just, you know, does a lot. He can score, he can rebound. Um, he blocks shots. He's got awesome percentages. He shot over 65% from the field last year. Um, yes, he sucks at free throws, only 60% last season. Um, but he's only taken two free throws a game. So he's not a guy that's like getting hack a shacked or anything like that. Um, so he's a guy that just always has sneaky value who falls in drafts because he's just not a big name. And, um, you know, now he has Okongwu kind of like knocking on the door, you know, and Okongwu is like the new shiny young toy, you know, he's the, he's the, the guy that everybody, myself included is really high on. Um, Okongwu finished 76th overall, um, in limited minutes. He, he played only 23 minutes a game, but he himself played 80 games. And we talked about how he's looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, don't think he's necessarily going to begin the season as a starter, but you can tell that like he is knocking on that door to have a bigger role. And it's only a matter of time before something happens and either there's a trade or Atlanta maybe tries to play both of those guys together, which would be awesome. Um, But I don't know. I think that I think a lot of people view them both as strictly centers so um might be kind of tough to play them together, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I love them both. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. And if you're worried about Capella getting hurt, you know, again, it, it, it depends on what kind of league you're in in terms of fantasy. But if you've got the flexibility, don't be afraid to take somebody like him who does have that high per game value and upside. And just know that, like, if they do get injured, you know, you've got IL spots. Go ahead and throw them in IL. Yeah. And, and uh, on top of that, he's a back, most likely a back end of the draft guy. So it's like a little lower risk, right? Yeah. There. He it's finished not... 41st overall, but he's going like 80s, 90s. Yep. Exactly. And so. I have no problem taking him there ever. Same here. Same here. Um, and then I'll just kind of rattle off my, my last few guys. Um, these are guys just to keep an eye on, but Austin Reeves, the way where he's getting drafted, um, Emo Austin, he's getting drafted like mid eighties right now. I think he still has the potential to be, you know, in, in the sixties somewhere when the, when the year ends, he does. a little older team, you know, and yeah. things like that. So there's lots of possibility there. And another guy I like is Dennis uh, Schroeder in Toronto. I think you can, he's pretty much like some leagues, you know, just not even being drafted. You can get yeah, him or like last, last pick. Yeah, you can just exactly. pick him up right at the end. And I think he's going to be very valuable. And I think they go both ways, kind of, where, I mean, he's he should be starting for Toronto, right? And then yep. Austin Reeves, you know, doesn't have Schroeder to come in now in, in L.A. and things like that. So I think both of them are, are valuable. Um, Mitch, Mitch Robb, I think uh, we talked about this in the past. I, he's fantastic. I think he's getting drafted like 100 right now, and I think he could be as high as 70. I think, uh, you know, Julius Randle takes a step back and I think he's able to continue producing. Um, then over in Sacramento, Keegan Murray, I don't know why he's not getting any love. <laughs> he's, he's still like ADP, like over a hundred, 106. Yeah. I um, mean, he didn't have the best year last year statistically, but he's got the upside. You know, that they're going to be looking to increase his workload. Um, 
He yeah. does a lot. He rebounds, shoots threes. Yeah, I mean, that's a great percentage. Pick, you know, just somebody to keep in mind late in your drafts that has upside. Yep. Um, and has a, a great chance to not only play a lot of minutes, but like we said, get an increased workload, more usage, and just you know, in general, like young players develop and improve year to year. So. Yep. The, the and then my last and, guy is I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say the the hope and thought there is just that he's gonna naturally improve. Yep. And then last guys, we both love Gary Trent Jr. He's his ADP yes. right now is down low. Like you could get him with your last pick too sometimes, depending on what league you're in. Um I out of everybody, I think he may be the biggest steal of the entire draft that you can get right now. Honestly. Um, I think he can be a you know a top seventy five guy if if he performs that way. And it depends, you know, maybe Scotty Barnes takes up some of the slack of Fred Van Vliet being gone, but uh Gary Trent Jr. could definitely do that. So yeah. um, I think he could have the biggest leap out of anybody um based on ADPs right now compared to where he ends up. Yeah, in terms season. of value, that's a great value pick. Um yeah. I, I completely agree with your list. I don't really have too much to add. I do want to go back to what you said about Mitchell Robinson. He yep is such a good player across nine categories. He was actually 52nd overall per game last season. Um, only 59 games, so that is a concern. He gets injured a lot. Uh, he's another guy who sucks at free throws. Only 60, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, uh, only 48% from the line. <laughs> I don't um, remember. Did he shoot that many? I don't remember him shooting that no, many. No, no. Yeah. Very similar to Capella, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Only two attempts per game. So, okay. Um, you know, he doesn't have a, a lot of usage offensively. He's just definitely just kind of a rim runner. Um, set picks, go to the rim, get lobs. But he excels at that, and you need guys like that. So, yeah, um, yeah I he love taking Mitchell Robinson. Percentage. Absolutely. Percentages, uh, decent scoring, awesome rebounding, nine and a half per game. Uh, the blocks, oh, yeah. almost two blocks a game. And... You're blocking the crosswalk. Yeah, good call. Had to use that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, he's a guy that, I mean, you said his upside could be in the 70s. Like, he's proven that, like, he could be even higher than that. You know? yep. So, um, tons of value there. Definitely a guy that, you know, you want to keep in mind um, for center depth and really fits a lot of different builds, you know, not just free throw punt, but really just in terms of depth in general. Um because yeah, these guys don't have, even though they suck at free throws, they're not taking a bunch of attempts. So they're really not hurting you too badly, even in that category. Correct. So, I mean, you just take that value across the board and just build it to the rest of your team. And he fits in to, you know, most scenarios, most builds. Um, I'm just looking real quick to see if there's anybody that I want to add kind of to, to who we've talked about, but you brought up a lot of the same names that I would have mentioned. Um, you know, I think it goes without saying that, like we said, the Sixers, um, D'Anthony Melton is a guy that I'm yep. really liking, especially if we get more news on Harden this weekend, if we find out that he is in fact going to hold out and not yep. play. Um, he, he comes completely out of the rotation and all those other guys get bumped up. Um did you mention Mark Williams at all yet? I did Hornets? not. I did uh, not. Nope. I definitely want to throw his name out there. He's a popular sleeper pick this year. Um, and I do think his stock is starting to rise a little bit. Um, we've already talked about Daniel Gafford. Um, both of those yep. guys, those are kind of like late round centers to definitely target. Um, looking at like real late round type stuff. 
Um, I like Jabari Smith Jr. on Houston. He's another guy, kind of like you mentioned with Keegan Murray, just a guy, you know, coming into mm-hmm. his second season, um, just natural improvement, hoping to build on, you know, what was a a, a disappointing season statistically. Um, you're just hoping for that like natural improvement. Uh, he's a guy I don't mind taking late. I wouldn't reach on him at all, but if he's there late for you, uh, especially if you need another big man, uh, go ahead and roll the dice there, you know, and see what you can get. Um, we've talked about Jonathan Isaac. He's a guy that I just, I've always loved his per game upside, uh, per minute upside. We really don't know what his role is going to be. So, uh, he's definitely a late round guy. Um, but he's a guy that I like drafting just, you know, maybe with your last pick, second to last pick, something like that. Um, we've talked about Grant Williams. Um, I took him in our first mock draft that we did with the very last pick of the draft. He's a guy I really like, and he's looked good for Dallas. They've been starting him. They've been playing him good minutes. Um, they value his leadership and what he does on both ends of the floor. Um, and he's had flashes of, uh, fantasy potential so he's a guy that i like late um we talked was it a week or two ago about robert covington yep um i i don't know if he's going to start for the clippers but it looks like they're playing him right now and as long as he's getting minutes he's a guy that i think should absolutely be drafted um at some point late um jonathan kaminga he's a guy i absolutely want to mention we talked about him. Um, he played the first, he was awesome the first game of preseason, but we said how Golden State didn't play any of their starters and, you know, they're just looking at their young guys. Well, Kaminga's looked good all throughout preseason, and they came out and said, you know, they want him to be a valuable staple in the rotation. They want him out there for his rebounding, for his two way play, you know, what he does at both ends of the floor. And again, He's another guy, like just natural progression, you know, and, and, and growth and development. Um, so he's a guy that I like now as a late round pick. Um, you mentioned Austin Reeves, you mentioned Caleb Martin. Um, yeah. And then one more guy that I'll throw out there, just kind of obvious, but Shaden Sharp with Portland, you know, Portland as a whole, they're going young. And so, you know, if, I think they're going to bring Sharp off the bench, and I think they're going to kind of limit him as more of like just an offensive scoring kind of guy. Um, but if they have any injuries or anything like that, he'll be the first to really benefit. I think he'll he'll continue to get more minutes. And like we said, they're another team that like if they come out early and lose and stuff like that, they're just going to find more and more reasons to play these young guys even more. So if they are bringing him off the bench to begin the season, they might toss him in the starting lineup and, and toss more minutes his way just to see what he does with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and more minutes usually leads to more usage and touches and, and ultimately bigger fantasy numbers. So um, yeah, just another guy that I think late round, take a, take a look at him, take a flyer. Now I was going to say my, my quick list of late, 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 probably that I won't even, they're not drafters. These are just on my radar. I'm going to put a little flag on them on Yahoo just so I can Maybe track watch them. list. Exactly. Watch list them. Chris Duarte. I'm going to watch list him. And I just have this weird feeling that he's going to end up playing as much as Kevin Herter and more than Malik Monk. Okay. I mean, just he's a better defensive player. Yeah. Makes sense. 
So I can see that happening and uh, getting a lot of time. Gabe Vincent, obviously, he's got all the potential there. L.A. Uh, Asar Thompson, our hometown guy. Yeah, he's good gonna call. Be, he's going to be starting before both we know Thompsons. it. Both Thompsons. They've yes. both looked really good. They're both healthy. They've both looked really good in preseason. Whoa, whoa, hold me now. That's an excellent call to include both of them. So, yeah, both Thompsons. Anthony Black I have on there just because of Orlando. They give these guys a chance, these young point guards. Even if they suck, they still give them a chance. They run this them. true. So, so he's going to get some time. He's going to play. They're gonna they drafted him, him for a reason. Exactly. Uh, Benedict Matherin, I love. I love my Pacers. I think he just keeps improving every year. He'll be on my radar. Grayson yeah, Allen. and there are Buddy Heald trade rumors still. So um, oh, really? yeah, if yeah. Heald gets moved, then that's wheels up for guys like Matherin. There you go. Uh, Grayson Allen, I actually have faith in him actually doing a lot there um, in Phoenix. I know. Yeah, he could I'm, start. I'm probably in the minority. I've seen a lot of people um, dogging that, but he'll be on my watch list. Christian Brown. Dude, they're going to need those guys. They're going to need those, you know, they, they're going to need a fifth starter. So even if he doesn't start, he'll play good minutes off the bench. And we've seen he's had value. He he yeah. looked really good at times for the Bucks. Um, yeah. yeah, you could do a lot worse with your last pick. Yeah. And then Christian Brown, I just love him. I think he's, he has potential to be six man of the year. And uh, lastly, Nas Reed. I love that man. He's been having a great preseason. And I'm, I'm going to segue right here. I have a quick list of busts. I'll do it real quick. Right on the top of that list is Rudy Gobert. He's an average ADP of 68. I just don't think he's worth that. <laughs> I think he's. I think he might just sneak inside the top 100 and be like 90 when the season's over. And I think Nas Reed is going to make up for some of that sucking that Rudy Gobert does this year. Dude, between Gobert or like Towns, we we know all about his injury history and stuff. Yep. You could do a lot worse with your final pick than handcuffing one of those guys with Nas Reed. So. So that's there. Gobert, I think, might bust. Anthony Simons, I'm not too sure about right in Portland right now. I think they've got a bunch of other options. Yeah. You just mentioned Shane Sharp. So I He's going to be more valuable in points leagues, but in 9-cat, um, yeah, the percentages, turnovers and stuff, it's it's going to be him and uh, um, Scoot Henderson. Yep. They're both yep. going to be real shaky there, so just tread, tread lightly with those guys. The next three guys, Julius Randle, Jared Allen, DeMar DeRozan. They're all good guys. They're not bad people to draft. I just think they're getting drafted too high. Um, Randall's like 52, 50-ish. Jared Allen's around the He's same a, spot. Randall is a points league guy. He's a guy yeah. that, like, if you're playing in nine cat, you should not be drafting him that high. But he gets drafted a lot because he's on a you know he's a relatively big name on a big team. You know, the, everybody loves the Knicks, and yeah. yeah, he's just a popular guy because um, you know so many leagues and so many websites default to points and yeah it's just i don't know he's had <laughs> he's had times where he has looked fantastic even in, in nine cat but um it's been so rare and yeah he now he's a year older and they're uh, they're that much deeper now and you know brunson's going to take on an even bigger leadership role we talked about mitchell robinson you know, and, and a lot of their other guys, their swingmen and stuff like they're all going to be better. So yeah, I'm, I'm off Randall. I mean, if he falls far enough, cool, but yep. um, yeah, he's been getting overdrafted. I completely agree with that. DeRozan right now is the ADP of 38. I know he's been consistent the last couple of years, but I just feel like Chicago has been pretty stagnant and they got guys like Patrick Williams, Kobe White that are, you know, getting more time and things. Uh, I think Zach Levine's 
on on more of an uptrend with Chicago. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I just feel that way. So not that I don't like DeMar DeRozan again. I just think a mid to high thirties pick is too high for me. I'd put him. Yeah. I mean, he's forties. He's been, he's been really good. He's been pretty durable. Um, He's just kind of boring. You know, he doesn't hit threes. And so he falls sometimes. Um, Yeah, I, I get it. Um, I don't know. Chicago's a t- tough team. They, they, we talked about how they didn't really make a lot of changes. So I think they're just kind of running it back. I'm not expecting a lot of differences, but I mean, they could get frustrated at any point and they could make a trade and kind of swing for the fences and yeah. that'll obviously change things. So they're just a team to kind of watch and see. But um, I think if DeRozan falls, um, I agree. You know, I think if he, if he's in the thirties, that might be reaching a little bit uh, depending on who you've drafted before him. Uh, but if he starts falling into the 40s or 50s, I think that's a good time to pounce. And then my last two are just because of additions to the team. One is Chris Middleton. I mean, yeah, he's, I just can't see Coming him. off a horrible season. Yeah. He's and still then, not healthy. I mean, yeah. they're saying that he's going to be probably good to go the start of the season, but who knows if his minutes will get limited. And Yeah, I can't see him sustaining as good of numbers as he's a little um, older now where he's getting drafted. And then obviously with the improvements of the team with Dame. And then lastly, Josh Giddy, And that's mainly the Chet Holmgren effect. I just think Chet Holmgren's Josh Giddy's great. Cause he gets, he, he's a stat stuffer. He fills all different parts of the sheet, but he's not going to get all those rebounds with Chet Holmgren. He's not going to, you know, all these different things and he's not going to get all the scoring opportunity. Well, he never got a lot of scoring opportunities, but he's going to get even less now. Um, with Chet Holmgren in the lineup. And then people like Jalen Williams ascending, um, SGA getting better and better. Um, I think just the the opportunities are just less and less and less for Josh Giddy. He's still a great player, still important to their team. Um, But as far as filling up nine categories, I I don't. Yeah, Giddy has not, he has not been efficient. And you're right. I mean, he's going to probably lose out a little bit in usage, uh, assuming all those guys are healthy. Um, Correct. But he's a guy that I think you can take him, you know, mid to late rounds, especially if you're a team that needs another guard, uh, because at some point you just got to take those guards. We've talked all about it, but um, I agree. I think if you're in a points league, go ahead and uh, draft him aggressively. But if you're, you know, doing nine cat or even eight cat, um, you know, I, I definitely would not reach too high for him. Um, I agree pretty much with your whole list. Um we talked about Keldon Johnson, how his value's sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't even know if he's going to start. We don't know who is going to start at all for the Spurs. They've just been mixing and matching all preseason. There's been talk about um, Trey Jones maybe coming off the bench, and I kind of called that. Um, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, I keep kind of going back, back and forth. <laughs> I keep going back and forth with him. If he's, I, I think he's worth drafting real late, Trey Jones, um, but definitely not a guy I'm reaching for by any means. Um, I'm just looking at my list real quick to see if there's anybody else that's kind of a uh, getting drafted too high or anything like that. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everybody. Um, there is one guy I wanted to mention, and, and we talked about him during our our draft show, but um, Obi Toppin, he's a mm-hmm. guy that I really like this year. Um, you know, the Pacers 
they're up and coming. Who wants to be on a poster? Yeah, he's going to be on a lot of posters, and um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching him with uh, Miles Turner and Tyrese Halliburton and all those guys. It's going to be must-see TV. Yeah, Pacers are going to be fun to watch this year. Yep. All right, so yeah, you got some uh, late round targets uh, for your drafts this week. There's some things to think about in case you were on the fence about stuff. Maybe we, um, you know, stirred some ideas. Um, after we got a break coming up here, but right after the break, we have a uh, mock draft 2.0. I want a <laughs> and we'll uh, uh, featuring it. It'll be us too in there live, and we also got our buddy Patrick Jenka joining us. So. Uh, right. I, I acknowledge this is a super long episode, but if you only like the, the first half here, it's it's a perfect hour like we normally have. And if you want to listen to some uh, live mock draft too, you'll, you'll hear that right after the break. And again, this is crunch time. We've got drafts coming up this weekend. So here's your content. You got everything you need right here. Menace Podman. Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing NBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use PodCastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. PodCastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to PodCastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, Go check out Podcastle. All right. Welcome back. So here we go. Menace Podman, NBA Mock Draft 2.0, the second and final mock draft of the season. We are um, back. <laughs> yes. Way back on uh, episode 12. It was right after Labor Day. Um, so it's been a few weeks now. We recorded and published uh, Mock Draft 1.0, the original Mock Draft of the summer. Um, so you can go back and check that out if you want to or desire to also around the same time we did an episode that included a excellent fantasy one-on-one segment uh it was pretty lengthy it was you know about an hour long but also very very good so um just to give new fantasy players you know a good look uh and details surrounding playing fantasy basketball all different aspects yes sir so yeah so we released that segment earlier this week so you can check that out too and then uh so this week we're going to do, like I said, mock draft 2.0, another 12-team, nine-cat, head-to-head uh, mock draft. And, of course, it's not just me. It's not just Steve. We've got our guest with a second appearance on Menace Podman, <laughs> Patrick Jenka. P. Jenks. Glad to be back, guys. Thanks for having me back. The Menace Podman legend himself. So, yeah, we're going to do it. And uh, all those other people that are going to listen to the pod and are participating that we know, thanks for participating. We love it. And, uh, yeah, we got a full room. I think you got – Steve's got his buddy uh, also participating in this. Yeah, match. speaking of legends, Lampfear High School legend Mike Bark, a.k.a. City. Um, I'll talk more about him in a future episode, but let's get our I draft going. <laughs> So, yeah, your legend had the number one pick. Took Jokic, of course. Yeah, it's a good pick. That's a good start. Can't go wrong with Jokic. Embiid. 
lots of people took Embiid too. That yeah. moves it up to me at number three, and this is why I hate this spot, but that's why I gave it to myself to see what I would do. <laughs> and I do not like it. See, I, I love it, and I think you made the right pick. Shay, I, you know, he had such an incredible year last year. I mean, you really can't ignore that. We've talked all summer about the guards and how they just dry up so quickly. I mean, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, See, I really I think you can't go wrong there. If I take Shea, Luca, Halliburton, I mean, even Curry and Irving are still going to produce. So, a lot of Jason options. Tatum goes number four. Oh, I didn't realize I was up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got auto picked, but that's who I was going to pick anyway. So it's all good. Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> there you go. That worked, that <laughs> I'm worked. so used to having a later pick. I purposely chose the middle of the draft this time. This 10 teamer we're doing here. It'll go a little bit quicker. Oh, it's t- I said 12, didn't I? In the intro. Sorry. Yeah, we did the 12 teamer last time doing a 10 teamer now. Yep. And yep, I'm up I miss- now. I'm up now. I've got a couple of different options to go. Yeah, you do have a couple I'm options. Back-to-back back picks. Back-to-back. Back. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my boy Damian Lillard with the 10th pick, and I'm going to double down and go with Anthony Davis as my Nice. Star. I like those moves there. Luca falling all the way to 9. Um, I, know, I, I like hoping, that, but I I rarely ever see that. So that's I was hoping surprise. he was going to fall to ten. I was going to take. I was going to go Luca and AD. Wow, I was going to say Giannis at seven and uh, Ball at eight are way too high, for <laughs> sure in my opinions. Over Luca, that's very shocking. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yep, not this off season at least. Durant and Irving down to thirteen. So that's. Nice failure there at 13. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I've done a 10-team mock this year. I've done all 12s. Not sure why. <laughs> it's more difficult. Yeah, 12 is difficult. Um, it's the standard, though. So it's yep. like the most common. Uh, oh, I'm up again. Okay. Um, you're getting Devin Booker Jackson Jr. just (laughs) went right before you Steve yeah that would have been a nice guy to grab yeah I need to get another guard hmm well 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 (laughs) Devin Booker Anthony Edwards Trey Young best on the board for me right now according to these X ranks this is the first time that I've drafted on the web in quite some time. And I feel like they don't do a good enough job of like alerting you that it's your pick. Like the app really lights up and shows you, Hey, like you're up, but on here, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things in these mocks that are a little subpar, but that's all right. Michael takes Donovan Mitchell. 
with one of his picks. That's solid at 20. Mm-hmm. That's good value. That's huge. I got sniped Mikhail Bridges right before my Trey Young. So. And he took Booker too. That's man. I like his build so far. Cause he's got a lot of scoring. He's going to have some assists. Um, obviously like threes. Um, yeah, that's pretty good so far. I mean, definitely want to shore up some defense and stuff, get some blocks, but you know, we've talked about how there's all kinds of options at center all throughout the draft. Already back to me already. And Lowry marketing gets taken before me as well. I get sniped mm. in these things. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. <laughs> this is tough. I don't like this spot at all, but we're going to go there. Jimmy buckets. That's good value. Number 23. Yep. Good value. And my guy falls to me. Booyah. Miles <laughs> Turner. You always get him. You just always get him. No matter I what. don't always get him. This is the first time in a long time. It's <laughs> the first time in a long time that I've actually been able to get him. I've gotten <laughs> sniped on him. I've waited too long. I've gone too guard heavy and then missed out on him and had to settle for other options. I mean, it's fine. There are other options out there, but he yeah. is my guy, and it's very much an on-brand kind of thing. So that was the first time, long time? Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's celebrate a little bit. <laughs> but not too much. I did that a little too much last weekend. Nah, that's right. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, Carl Anthony Towns, 26-27. It's like I just want to get to round four. That's when it gets exciting to me. People start making. Well, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah, people start making picks that you don't expect that much. This is you're right of, though. Yeah, this is kind. Of, we're still kind of yeah. It's it's all the same guys, just oh in whatever gosh. order. Yep. I don't like the spot that I'm at right now. I don't know who to go with. Carl Anthony I'll Towns went number twenty-seven. I was eyeing him. Yeah. I'm gonna. I don't like this guy. But right now, the value, I think, is uh, is okay to take yep, him. I agree. James Harden. I think is a good value. Yeah. And I think then, getting Harden in the 30s, at that point, he's fallen far enough. You take him, you roll the dice, you hope that he plays. And the I mean, only he, thing I can he say. He looks it, like he's in good shape. If you want Victor, you got to take him now because he'll be gone by time. <laughs> Comes back. You're right. But there are so many other guys, too. There are. I went with Victor. Yeah. But with what's there, that's not bad. No, not at all. Got way higher upside than a lot of those guys. Yep. He's looked fantastic in preseason. He has. He has. I think that's the spot you got to get him around 30. But I bet some people are going to take him even higher than that. I don't even, what was his ADP? I didn't even see. It's, It's right around there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking it's my turn to pick because I don't hear anything. <laughs> I'm talking about stuff, it's going to be yeah. like, I'm going to auto pick up, me too. It does yeah. go a lot faster, 10 team versus 12. Oh gosh, it does. Yeah, I think the only thing when you do these mocks, like I can't evaluate the stats that I'm really getting on my team. 
So I can't be like, oh, I developed a team already now that I want to punt turnovers yeah. or something. Yeah. Steve is on the clock. Yep. OG. OG Ananobi, another one of my guys. On, on brand, as you say. <laughs> yep. I like to build a, a very balanced team, offense and defense. Oh, wow. I like all of these guys. Yeah. Hmm. Struggling here. Autobio, Brunson, Fox, Mobley. I love them all. But yeah. I'm just going to stick with Bam. I like it. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of the big men start to go. Nick Claxton went yeah. the pick before you. Yep. Um, we got a lot of them on the board right now. Vooch, Porzingis, obviously Chet Holmgren. Walking I was going to say, somebody will reach for Chet here soon. You mentioned Mobley, Jared Allen. I mean, there's a lot of options there. Walker's coming up. If you didn't mention him, I didn't remember if you said that, but I did. Yep. So you should probably be able to get one of those guys, or if you want to pivot to a different position, you got I want DeAndre. I'm holding out for DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that that's a total lie. <laughs> uh, no, man, no. <laughs> Mike goes with Evan Mobley. Nice. And Scotty oh, Barnes. Interesting. I thought I was going to be able to get Jalen Brunson still. Yeah. Wow, man. Right before you. Yeah. That's what I would have taken. But, uh, man, I wonder. It's not going to last, is it? Okay. Hmm. I thought you were going to go Kessler. I'm waiting. In 10 team, I got a chance where somebody might fall. We'll see. I'm going to. Dude, it's tempting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Speaking to the devil, I'm going to do the same thing. I tell you, if that little line wasn't there telling me where my pick six falls. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be thinking DeAndre, twice about. There's your boy DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> yeah, good for there he goes. Matt Gilla, <laughs> yeah. Demar Derozan, nice. Demar so solid. I just realized we have two Michaels. That's confusing. Yeah. Zion Williamson went before me. Okay. Really? Ah. Yeah, he's pretty much my no draft list. I will not yeah. risk anything on that guy. I'll draft him, but not over some like, of the guys that are still on the board. Yeah, somebody just like Zion over Chet Holmgren. I don't think so. Well, Vooch, Chet I don't Holmgren think so. Holmgren is no longer on the board. No yeah. pick. And you have other centers on your team right now, or just Chet? No, I've got Anthony Davis, Victor Wembanyama. Oh, oh yeah, so you're fine. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. You can really, uh, yeah, you probably got to go back to guards now, huh? You got three seconds. I do. Oh shoot, Maxi, yes, good My pick, Maxie. real good pick at 51. That's a good spot. 
And with only one second there. That was nice. That's impressive, dude. <laughs> Nicely done. Gotta, good, I gotta, good handcuff. <laughs> I gotta have that. Uh, I gotta have Maxi for when Philly trades away uh, James Harden, so, or just yeah. if he leaves and goes home or something. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That's a savvy move, right there, my man. You know what that is? One in, one out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we haven't used that one in a while. I know that's a classic. It is. There goes Walker, fifty-two. Yeah, it's a good spot. Man, there's so much talent still yeah. on the board. When I took Maxi, I was also looking at Jordan Poole. Maxi's the way to go. I can't believe Vooch is still there, but I got to go with my man Brolo. <laughs> I can't believe Vucevic is still there. 57. I know he's like kind of boring, doesn't like block a ton of shots, but he does everything else. Yeah, he does. But... And that team is just running it back. They're the same team they were a year ago. So unless somebody gets hurt or something, I don't see a major drop off from any of those guys, especially Vooch. And I passed him up too. So, <laughs> I mean, we all did. may regret it, but we'll see. Just, I think Jalen Williams is going to get better and better. So there he goes. Number 60. Mike. Yeah. His team is looking good. Oh, back to me. All right. Now I gotta, I'm getting pretty high on this dude. Tyler hero, man. He's looking good. Yeah, I mean, they never went and got another point guard, so until that happens. Go Miami. I got yeah. Jimmy. I got oh, Tyler. Oh, I got three heat. <laughs> nice. I didn't even notice that. Um, heat culture. I'm going to take your boy. I'm going to go Cam Johnson. Nice. Yeah, I like that over those who was available there. Man, look how random Chris Paul's numbers are there. Oh, I know. Ranked 100, X rank 69, average draft 72. He's all over the place. <laughs> all over. I mean, I should sign him to do that. Is there another match. guard, though? Like, there aren't many guards left, so. No, no. It... Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> At 100, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's as you say, and we've all said over and over again, got to take those guards. Early and often. Uh, Anthony Is Simons ran right before me. I was looking at him. Simon scares me a little bit, actually. I don't know what's happening in Portland. That's the problem. So unpredictable. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they're going to, they're all young. I do think I'm going to go with uh, Chris Paul as one of my other guards. That's a good safe pick at number 70. Yeah. That's good value. You know, we talked about it on the pod. He was really good, even in Houston, playing next to Harden. Like, the most ball-dominant guy in the NBA. He still was fantastic in fantasy. So, yeah. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. There you go. Get some scoring. 
get a little defense. Take him for as long as you have him. He's definitely a shutdown candidate, but. I'm getting antsy on my next pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, on. I'm up here in a few. Yeah, you got me beat. You'll probably, you'll probably snipe me. Yeah, I think I need to. I think I need to take one of my favorites here. If I don't get sniped. I did not get sniped, so I'm taking Derek White. Well, in doing that, I know you're going to take the other guy that I really like. I did not get sniped as well. <laughs> oh, you took your boy, yep. Jalen Green. I took Pirtle. Next dude took Green. Oh, oh, I didn't he was see ready. that. I thought, okay, yeah. you took Pirtle. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's good value too. 78? Yeah, and that was kind of right at that point where yeah. I missed out on the walkers and everybody in that yep. uh, earlier round. All right, now something I like. Let's see. No, 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 no. E. Oh, no, I ran out of time. Where is it? <laughs> Screw it. I'm on the wrong guy, but I'm. that That's was too okay. early. It was Mitch too early. Solid. I wanted him on the next round is what I wanted. Oh, um, son of a bitch. <laughs> Okongwu, man. That's who I thought for sure you were going to take. Oh. And when you passed on him, I'm like, cool, I'll take him. Freaking goes right before me. Damn it. All right. Well. I want to. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, how many guards I got? Screw it. Let's scoot it up. That sucked, though, man. Damn it. He, I totally lost him on my radar, honestly. Oh, I thought for sure. I thought you were taking him when you took Pirtle. And I thought... You know, if I was going to take Okongwu, I needed to take him where I took Derek White because I yeah. thought for sure you'd grab him. Yeah. And then when you didn't, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now I'll get Yeah, you grab got him. him. Yeah. And nope. No, I like Jakob. I do too. You know, Pirtle is a good safe pick too. I mean, like we've talked about how Okongwu has a ton of risk because he might not start. Sure. And, you know, Pirtle, they're – we know he's got a, a given spot in the starting lineup for Toronto. And they're going to need him. All right. I definitely need to get some big men now. I've, I've, I've waited long enough. Somebody, oh, okay, Ja just went. I was like, where'd Ja go? I'm always curious where he's going to be drafted this year. Where is Ja? Yeah, that's I took a, Ja. I took that's ja. a good pick. Oh, that was 90? you? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I almost took him higher. So 
I love him because obviously you, he's got such upside and you get him so low and he's a guard. I mean, whatever, you just throw him. And I took Clay Thompson because, according to him, he wants to get back to being an all-star. So, yeah. Daniel Gafford goes at 93. He's a guy I was looking at. Clay Thompson? Better luck next year. <laughs> a that's a good one a yeah we haven't used that one in a long time basically since get, last season yeah when we get to when we do these live mock drafts like this i got so much more time to just uh think yeah. about drops and so instead of think about what content's coming up next yeah plus we'll break down our teams a little bit we'll be able to use them there too yeah all right Man. I don't get to, I don't get to pick for a long, long time. Robert Williams. He did what is he doing? So that I took men uh DeAnthony Melton. Took Melton, this, that's a good pick. This yeah. dude after me is like like rapid. What is Yeah, he is. On? He might be on auto pick or something because yeah, I keep thinking that that's you. Yeah. Um, so let's see how quick he makes his next so, pick. So you're up right now, <laughs> and I'm up in two picks. Yeah, I was saying last time we get to pick for a while. I, I thought I was on the other end of this. Oh, man. Mark this Williams went so... right before me, and yeah, there goes Duran. It's so difficult. Nurkic, yeah. Now the big men are starting to dry up a little bit, too. Yeah, I've got a few of them. I'm pretty satisfied. <laughs> Between Porzingis, Adebayo, Pirtle, Mitrov, and Nurkic. Yeah. I think I got enough big guys. Uh, man, I can't decide. I think I'm going to take another big guy here. L. Horford. Nice. Yeah. No, that's a good choice. Sounds like he might still start. I think he's going to be, when it's all said and done, higher than people think he's going to be this year. I think he's going to have really good season. Well, and at that. this point in the draft, too, even if he doesn't, you're not yeah. really losing out. No, no. That's what's really confusing me right now. Like I said, I've been doing 12s all all summer. Then you switch to a 10 and you're like, you don't get into those deep kind of, you know, six men type thing. Yeah. It's almost it's all starters pretty much. I mean, we're almost done. Yeah. There's only two rounds left. It's it flies and it's. It's interesting. There's going to be so many guys. I mean, I don't even consider this like sleeper territory yet, but I mean, Me neither. I guess we are. I mean, we're, we're past a hundred. So. I mean, yeah. So Melton and Nurkic are my last two and they're sleepers. Technically, I don't think no, so. They're not sleepers at all. Like... No. Yeah. I think maybe the next two picks might be a little off the cuff, but. And you can just pick people for fun. It is a mock draft. Yep. 
Oh, little uh, injury stash there for Pat. There we go. Yep. Trey Murphy. Yep. My too early, too early pick. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's always going to be Scott's guy mm-hmm. at heart. Wow, Trent's still on the board. Yeah, that's who I'd like. I'd love him. I was going to take somebody else, but if he falls to me, I'm taking him. Okay, so I won't get him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'll probably reach down a little bit further, take some fun people just so we can say their names. Nice. There goes Emo Austin at 112. That's that's a fun Bruce one. Brown, Dinwiddie. All right, here we go. One pick ahead. Am I about to be sniped? Here goes Gary Trent Jr. No. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Matt Dill is gone. He's making the pick. He's going to take Jaden McDaniel or auto pick if he's got it. Unless if it's auto pick, in. I'm screwed because I think he's the highest. I think. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's McDaniel. I think it's going by X rank. He's the next was highest. Oh, yeah. I guess it wasn't X rank. All right. Cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because my. Actually, in like my rank next to it, when I was looking at it, I had Gary Trent Jr. at like 60. <laughs> it was like insanely yeah. high. Yep. But uh, let's see. I mean, we talked about him. He's so good per game. To get him way down here at 116, that's incredible value. Yeah, I will take. Oh, I Schroeder. Schroeder. Never too late to stack up on some more guards. Oh, I literally have an open forward spot. That's all I have left is an open forward spot. And I've got my guy. I'm not going to say who it is. Not sure if he'll be there for me. Hmm. There's so many. (laughs) So many forwards. Well, I Yeah, it's your boy, Bobby Portis. Yeah, I like all these combo Sweet, positions. I got my guy. Obi Toppin. There you go. That I love awesome. these power power forwards, uh center positions. I got like three of those guys. I wanna keep going, man. We're done after a hundred picks. It's kinda lame. <laughs> well, all right though it was all good but yeah there's lots of people i said oh man so yeah well i don't know who's going to go in these last few picks but i got my guys up higher than yeah pat's got the last pick yeah take take a star thompson (laughs) he's he's ranked 216 in here x rank 132 all right i I mean you could do us a huge favor 34 make that pick Alsar Thompson of the Thompson twins. No pressure though. Uh, he's, I, I, I think he should start. 
think he very well could and might. There it is. Well, didn't get picked, but. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hold me now. He did get picked. Oh, he did? I didn't see it. Yeah. Pat took him. Last oh, pick. at the end there. I'm sorry. I missed yep. it. I thought you missed him. Never mind. So it was perfect planning. Yeah. So he, why is there a, I love how there's the giraffe complete time. <laughs> Did, do people just sit here and stare at what was left? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't take that long for Yahoo <laughs> to send out the email. Oh, man. Uh, it is interesting, actually, because to go through people that I don't have ranked in their average draft position, that's kind of interesting. Or that I do in different spots. That don't yeah, man. Reviews. And after a hundred, it's just all over the place. I mean, we talked about it on the pod, like, you know, you've got to just get your guys. There comes a point where it's just like, forget everything else. Like just go get the guys you like. And you know, uh, any, any pick is a good pick at this point. Yeah. If they have value. Like you, it doesn't matter if it's like 30 picks ahead or whatever. Like there is there, there's, it's kind of no man's land, you know? Um, I'm stealing that line from Dan Bespris. Shout out to him. But um, he said that before. You know, it's it's just a you reach a point where you just go get your guys and you don't worry about anything else. You don't worry about value or anything like that. But um, yeah, what do you guys think? Do we want to just like quickly go down our teams and talk about them a little bit? Yeah, why not? Like I said, I wish there was a way to take my team right now and input it. There probably is and upload it into like a category rankings but well i think our guest of honor should uh kick things off here for us yeah see what you ended up with all right so picking from the 10th spot so i had 10 and 11 i ended up going with uh damian lillard as my number one point guard and uh locking down a legit number one could be a possible number one overall fantasy player in Anthony yeah. Davis as my center. So the Damian Lillard two. pick, I, I saw a stat too um, today. I think it was Dan Bespris as well that put it out there that said uh, Damian Lillard was the number one ranked in nine cat through what was it like the last half of the year last year? So crazy. <laughs> I uh, and then with the my next two picks, I ended up going with uh, the question mark and James Harden. And uh, I might have reached a little too much for Victor Wembanyama there in the fourth round, but I know you too much. No, him, no, not at all. Taking him uh, at that point, I thought was a good, a good... <laughs> no. Scott's <laughs> right. Good, um, if you want him, that's where you got to take him. Yeah, a good second center for sure. I think uh, with tons of upside. Yeah. yeah. And then you talk about your third and fourth and fifth center you got after that. <laughs> yeah. And then I ended up in the my next two picks, I took uh, Chet Holmgren and uh, Ty, or, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, great so, picks. You know, kind of kept the whole power, you know, going power forward, center, point guard combo pretty much every every chance I got. And then uh, Love it. took the old man, old man Chris Paul at uh what's that the round seven and then yeah, uh that's about that with, point where the guards start thinning out yeah so. then i took uh jeremy grant for a little bit more scoring boost on the team that's going to be rebuilding so yeah shutdown is a possibility but 
until the shutdown happens, he could be uh, he could be a scoring machine there. Yeah, got to play sixty plus games. Yeah, <laughs> we will make then, you play them. And then took a flyer exactly. on uh, John Morant. Figured with uh, with Damian Lillard and James Harden, if he plays Maxi and Paul, I can I can kind of sit on Ja for twenty five games until he comes back. Um, kind of just stash him. I love yeah. the Ja pick. I love yeah. The it's, a, pick. I've, it's a I've fun team, him. man. It's a, a good. This is the kind of team you, you want to do for sure in a mock draft, and and really honestly. In real drafts too. I mean, th- this is why you play fantasy. You know, you want to have fun. You want to take some chances, take some risks. You know, and have some fun. I was going to say, I, I love taken Jaw in a lot of mock drafts earlier this year, and I took him a bit higher, maybe like a round higher, uh, sometimes two rounds higher, because I think he's, I think he's awesome. Like, he's an amazing talent, right? All he's got to do is be on the floor. So, twenty-five games, well, that's quarter of the season, and you yeah. can have maybe a I don't know, top 50, 60 player that you got at 90. Like, yeah. And we all know that amazing. like he can even go higher than that. You know, yeah. he can, he can turn another corner, you know, and make another leap. So it, the late round uh, picks are like putting in golf. Yeah, that's where you make your money. You got to get the <laughs> higher upside on those guys in the lower ones. Everybody in the first couple of rounds is people that get taken in the first couple of rounds. So, I mean, it's just different exactly. orders. Like we talked about when we started it. So, yep. But yeah, and then uh, and and my team off with uh, Clay Thompson, kind of help with some threes. Got another center in uh, Zubat, and then uh, an injury stash in uh, Trey Murphy, and Asar Thompson as my final pick of the draft. Yep, and all yeah. guys you can drop and pick up if you needed to at the end there. So yeah, it's all interchangeable. Yeah, but no, that's a great draft. Uh, very good job. A lot of savvy picks. And, you know, we've said it before, man. You know what you're doing. Um, yeah. Scott, did you want to go ahead and do yours next? Sure. Let me. Yeah. I'm like four minutes. I'm going to read it from here instead of waiting for an email. All right. Here we go. <laughs> see how much louder my kids get here. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Where was I picking? I don't even know what I picked at. Three. Was that uh, three, right? Yep. I, I believe it was at three. Yep. Don't, uh, that ended up SGA with the number three overall. Great pick. pick. Um, can't go wrong there. And that's, I got a lot of guys from the same team. I'm not even realizing that. So I I don't have the order here. I'm just going down my roster. That's what I'm going with. I got Jalen Williams, OKC, filling in my, my other Represent. guard spot. I got Trey We need Young. to get a thunder drop. We do. Thunder, lightning kind of. <laughs> That'd be great. Not the one I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that might be good, though. I'll have to look it up. If it was loud enough, then yeah. every time I'll just drop thunder, lightning. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Jalen Williams, I think he's the world of him. Tons of upside. Uh, I got Trey Young in my final kind of starting guard spot there. Um, I think Trey Young is going to have, I think he's just going to keep escalating him better and better and better seasons from here on out. I've said it before on the podcast. I think he can turn into a deer and Fox type year had last year um, at full potential. So I took him there and I took him over a guy like deer and Fox. I believe I don't, I think he was gone. Um, Jimmy Butler staying with the heat. Yep. Another forward, uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. I love that power forward 
forward center combo position. I love that eligibility. You got Jimmy and Bam. I got Jimmy. I've got Bam as well. And Tyler Hero, the, uh, Heat Culture. Yeah. Bam out of the bio. Yep. <laughs> Tyler Hero. I didn't even realize that. Jeez. So four. <laughs> I have the whole Heat starting lineup. <laughs> Did not plan that one bit. But I don't <laughs> mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, I don't. what kind of bench does Miami even have anymore? Right? None. Nothing. So as of now, I might use that strategy going into uh, into the draft. I'll just call my name the name of my team, uh, Heat Culture. So I like it. I did have that. Yeah, never mind. You've got um, your hoodie. So yeah, yeah. I know I'm wearing my Pacers one today, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's see. Butler, uh, Chris Depps, Porzingis. I mentioned. I took uh, Bobby Portis to fill in my final uh, forward spot. Obviously, I got some interchangeable guys at forward, but he was one of my end picks and he's always interchangeable within that yeah, he's solid. Uh, Milwaukee lineup, tons of rebounds, tons of, yep. lots and we of know stuff. the deal with Milwaukee. They're a little older. They've got some guys who are injury prone and they have a tendency to just kind of rest guys, you know, especially if they get off to another big lead in the standings. Um, yep. We could see guys like Giannis Middleton. Um, anytime that those guys rest, Portis is the first guy that you, you look to. And, and not even in the standings, just in a game. I mean, they start yeah, people no, that's out, a great point. In, so. Exactly. If they're up, you know, 20, 30 points, that's probably more time for the reserves like Bobby Portis. Exactly. So, yeah, as you mentioned, out of bio, I got center. Uh, Jakob Pertle at center. Loved me some Jakob Pertle. Uh, and then, yeah, you mentioned as well, Tyler Hero ahead. So the fourth of my Miami Heat. Uh, Mitch Robb. I love Mitch Robb. I think Randall's Randall had a pretty crappy uh, postseason. I think he might continue that into this year. And I just see them, you know, Mitch Robb taking over um, in the big men spot there. Over yeah, the Mitch Robb has a ton of sneaky value in nine cat, um, even for a poor free throw shooter. He just does so much. Obviously, you know, his value comes with the shot blocking, but, you know, field goal percentage, pretty consistent score. Um, should have the same role that he had a year ago. I believe that he'll start in the middle and um, look to, you know, build on what he did last year, which is a very solid campaign. So yep. I love that pick. And then to finish off my little, my kind of later round bench, uh, who did I have here? Now they put him in order for me as that timeline, the time right out here. Um, but at the end here, yeah, around 10, 11, and 12 was DeAnthony Melton, followed by Yusuf Nurkic and Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, so. solid. No, I like I like it from the three, three spot. I like a lot of that team. Yeah, um, and I'll just go through my team real quick here. So I had the fifth pick, you know, right in the middle of the draft. Um, I took my guy Tyrese Halliburton. I was actually auto drafted because I didn't realize I was up, but that's who I would have picked anyway. So um, I love it. Yeah, just getting a guard early. Um, great way to start off your draft. And I doubled down on guards. I took Fred Van Vliet in the second round. It's a little early. Um, you know, I think Van Vliet's going to be really good for Houston, but he does have some flaws. You know, he's not the best shooter in terms of field goal percentage. Um, but again, just getting getting that early boost at the point guard position, um, to me, it's a must. Anytime you can go, if you can go the first three rounds and get a couple guards, you're in good shape. So um, I was able to do that and then come back in the third round and take my guy, Miles Turner, um, which makes me think that maybe I should be the one rocking the Pacers shirt right now. <laughs> um, 
but I love that combination. I love Halliburton. I love Turner uh, to be able to get both of those guys. Um, I'm very happy with that. In round four, I took another one of my favorites, OG on an Um, you know, just a great all around guy. He's got guard and forward eligibility on Yahoo. So I love the versatility. Um, just a good all around offensive and defensive player gives you a little bit of everything across the board. Um, Number five, round number five, um, that was where I was starting to get kind of sniped on some guys, um, but decided to go Drew Holiday, get another guard. Um, good opportunity to kind of, you know, shore up the backcourt, get somebody who's who I assume will start, uh, play a big role. Uh, I do realize that I also took Derek White, so um, I might have went a little too Celtic guard happy there. Um <laughs> But that's fine, you know. And you got um, Il Horford now too. So you got a bunch yeah, of Celtics. Yeah, that's true. So I, I might have might have went a little too crazy on some of these teams, but that's okay. I mean, that's what trades are for. Um, or like you say, you just you, you make some drops, you make some ads, you change things up a little bit. Um, I was able to still get my guy Brolo, Brooke Lopez in round six. Um, I love him. I just think he's an awesome fit, especially with the other guys that I have. Um, pairing him with like a Miles Turner, it's just awesome. You get the the blocks, the scoring, the threes, um, just a really good combination there. Um, we got our guy, uh, Cam Johnson. I took him in the uh, seventh round, and that was good value there. Um, <laughs> just another guy that, like, you know, gives me that versatility, can play multiple positions, um, does a little bit of everything on the court. You know, I just I really like his game. Uh, just a really good fit for my team there. Uh, I did go with Derek White in round eight. So like I said, just kind of stacking up those guards. Um, Defensive-minded guys, kind of two-way players. Um, round nine, decided to get – that was where I got sniped on Okongwu right before me. I would have gone with him. So I decided to go with Scoot Henderson. You know, I think he's going to start – I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. Um, you know, the percentages might get a little shaky here and there, but – yeah, I'm willing to yeah. roll the dice at this point um, and take a guy that could, you know, put up some monster numbers on a really bad team. So um, round 10, a lot of the big men started drying up here. So I was able to get Valen Chunis. Uh, he's a guy that I like. I know a lot of people are kind of low on him now that Zion's back. Uh, but I think Valen Chunis had a really good ending to the season last year. I think he looked really good in the summer. And I'm hoping that a lot of that carries over. I also don't trust Zion to stay healthy. Yep. So, um, and at this point of the draft, we're this late. Um, go ahead and get a guy that has some value and, and just hope for the best. I did the same thing in the next round, taking Al Horford. You know, again, went a little Celtic heavy. But um, at this point of the draft, again, this is a guy that has a ton of per game value. Um, sounds like he might still wind up starting. Um, I I kind of think he'd be better suited for the bench at this point in his career, but um, either way, he should get solid minutes. I think he'll be pretty good. Um, and then we talked about Gary Trent Jr. fell to me in round 12, and that was yeah. really surprising, and I will take that all day, every day. Um, he's a guy that was so good per game last year and the year before. Um, he's always got, like, sneaky value. You know, he's kind of under the radar um, and he falls, but I've never seen him fall this far. This is a no, me neither. Like I said, I, got, I have him. I, I feel like he's a, you know, eighth round, maybe ninth round. And you said you just got him in 12. Yeah. And then, you know, one of my sleepers to end the draft, Obi Toppin, uh, another pacer. 
<laughs> but a guy that I'm really high on, you know, I was really excited about him getting traded last year. It didn't happen, um, but it happened over the off season. And I think he's a great fit for Indiana. Uh, I think he's going to have a career year. I think this is going to be the first time in fantasy that he'll be truly relevant all season long. Yeah, so. and, next, and next to Turner, um, and we talked about too with the Pacers. We think probably going to make some giant leaps over there in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of potential I think in Indiana with all those guys. We talked off air before. Well, yeah, off air. Um, I talked about Benedict Matherin and stuff, and I can see him being putting up some big numbers. But obviously, in a ten team league, he's way too far off the list. But somebody keep a look out. Yeah. I don't think I like taking all of these guys who are teammates in real life, especially in such a short draft. Uh, but if we had gone deeper, if we had gone a few more rounds, I would have mm-hmm. split it up a little bit and I think it would have evened out better. So um, I think one regret I have here in this draft was maybe just pairing too many people together. But um, as long as they have the skills and really we've talked about how like to a degree they're, they're handcuffs because if one mm-hmm. of them gets hurt, that's just more value for the others. So yeah, um, I would say, yeah, my regret is having the same thing for Miami heat. That was not planned. <laughs> I didn't even realize it when I was doing it. And that's probably a good thing though. Cause then I drafted just based on the players that were on the board. But uh, yeah, if I could go back and notice that I'd probably do it a little bit differently. Imagine if this was a playoff draft, then I would do it. Then we'd be, yeah. Then I think I'd like this a lot. Yeah, I would. I rather have people grouped in the playoff drafts like we do because either you're, you know, it's kind of all or nothing at that point. You keep some guys or you lose them. So. Yeah. But, but no, this was good. Uh, good draft, you guys. Uh, no, made good time. Nope, a lot of fun. Broke no, it all down. Yeah. No, I think that covers it. Um, Season starts next week. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to it. I can't wait. On Tuesday. <laughs> Um, eat some tacos. Taco Tuesday in basketball should be fun. There you go. Hopefully, uh, Adam Lefko will be doing it. It's on TNT, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, my brother. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that'll do it for this week. Um, again, we thank everybody for listening to Menace Podman every week. Um, you can find new episodes on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts. Um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the show this week. Find us on Twitter. Send us some questions at Menace Podman um, if you'd like. If you got any questions about your draft or rankings and things. And as always, we thank uh, Pat for joining us, too, for the, the mock thank draft. You guys. It's always I appreciate nice. it. Cool. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks. Thanks, fellas. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman, and if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out Outlier.bet. They have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites, um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, You can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, You can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement. And my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites. So you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, so there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. Hey.
and Miss Parman.